Hello, welcome to Drive and Double Feature Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But <laughs> you go. <laughs> but before I get into anything at all, we are going to be talking about our Patreon uh, over at patreon.com slash driving double feature podcast at gmail.com. It's just a little fun area. We have a couple of games, quizzes, just making fun of each other's tastes, just like two friends normally should do. But it's <laughs> but it's only $5 a month. So if you choose to support us, we want to thank you again for supporting the Patreon. But if not, do not worry. It does not affect any regular content at all. So today we're going to be talking about 1973's I Escaped from Devil's Island, directed by William Whitney. And what? As you could have guessed, this is another Jim Brown movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. We're back at it again with Jim Brown. So we don't need any long <laughs> intros about Jim Brown. No, unless we but, want to reiterate. But somebody who doesn't need any introduction whatsoever, who is another returning factor, Roger Corman. Yeah, Roger's back. You oh, know, oh boy, I, I I was after watching that movie and I looked up who produced it. I was like, this is starting to make a lot of sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> I knew I knew it going in, going in actually. I, 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 yeah, but, I, would, I did not know at all. Yeah, yeah, it is tied to Roger Corman, you know, because I only lightly looked it up. But yeah, on Wikipedia, you know, on the side, it says like Roger Corman. And then uh, it's like, oh, oh, boy. And it fits a lot of the same. And we'll get into that. It's a lot of the moldings of his movies. Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, Roger Corman is really famous for his original ideas. And this movie is no <laughs> exception whatsoever. Um, yeah. No, it is very much a rip-off movie because uh, at the time they were making the movie uh, Papillon stra- starring um, Steve McQueen and um, Des- uh, Dustin Hoffman. It's one of those movies where it's like an island prison type of movie, inescapable, prisoners trying to escape, that type of thing. Yeah. And Roger Corman was like, let's do that. And they got uh, <laughs> Jim Brown to do it and... Uh, yeah, yeah um, they, they got it out even earlier than the movie anyway. And this movie got sued because of it. They didn't win. Pap, the producer of Papillon did not win that lawsuit. But still, I that is, that is I, messed up. And honestly, I mean, like Papillon, like they probably it, they wouldn't have had to even acknowledge this movie and they still would have beaten it. So, I mean, yeah, just, that's true. Uh, I mean, and then this movie is very light on budget and um, very light on plot too. I will yes, say. Yeah. Well, um, before we hop into it, have you seen Papillon? I did. I, I, it's, it's a really great movie. Yeah. I've heard it's really good. I've never seen it. I want to see it. it's actually written by uh, Dalton Trumbo, which is a really cool thing, but um, does do, just like a light thing. Does this movie rip off of that really heavily? Is it very similar? No, I don't okay. think so. I mean, gotcha. there might be. I mean, there are I mean, there are island prisons that type of thing, but 
I don't really feel like it's, I, I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen Papillon, but like from what I remember, mm-hmm. it's not that similar. Yeah. No. Okay. Like, I, I mean, I guess just concept wise, right? Cause they didn't, there's no way they'd seen the movie. I think Papillon's based off a book. So maybe that's what it is. Like it, Papillon is definitely like, like an epic where it takes place like at a certain point it goes on for years gotcha okay and steve mcqueen you could like see steve mcqueen and dustin hoffman's characters like getting old gotcha that's cool i I, that's a movie i really need to see um but instead i i watched i escaped from devil's island well story of my life yeah good thing good thing get me started Um, yeah it's like i said it's it's too it's mainly the relationship, I guess, between Jim Brown's character and uh, Chris George, I think his mm-hmm. name is. is uh, that... Yeah, Chris Christopher George. George. Yeah, Christopher George. Like, there are two characters about how they interact. Like, Jim Brown, uh, he's like a murderer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and a, a Chris, uh, Christopher George is a political prisoner. He's very much a communist. Yes, and yeah. and uh, they kind of build up a bond together. And Jim Brown is like, "Hey, I'll, let's we're gonna break off of this island." And Christopher George is like, "No, I, I want to do. I want to leave the honest way. I want to get a political pardon." And <laughs> it's and I'm like, "Dude, like this is not the place. Like you're you're on an island. Like nobody's expecting you to come home. Like it, no, <laughs> nobody's gonna get you that pardon." <laughs> promise you uh Um, like the worst prison ever yeah it's it's very much like a uh so i thought this movie was mainly going to be i guess more in line with papillon where it's just it shows like their lives on this prison Mm -hmm. and then like maybe like the finale was going to be like the big escape from the prison kind of like escape from alcatraz as well Kind of, that's kind of what I was imagining in my head, but mm-hmm. that they they escaped the prison um, about thirty minutes in, right? Yeah, pretty early into this movie, like a third into it. So mm-hmm. it's a uh, that move that doesn't affect it, but like some of the earlier parts, uh, actually, like I actually did like the scenes on the prison. Like I thought those were like the most entertaining parts of the movie, where yeah, um, it shows like the abusive guards where. Uh, Jim Brown is he's like a butcher at the prison and mm-hmm. there's like one guard that like and another guard that's like oh yeah well my prisoner could beat up your prisoner and he tells Jim Brown like if you don't beat him if you don't kill him like I'm gonna break your back or whatever and I'm like yep. well he's gonna die regardless of who cares if he <laughs> if he doesn't win like <laughs> yeah he's, exactly. he's gonna be he's gonna be dead either way but yeah, Jim Brown like just takes that one prisoner and just throws him on his back and yep. snaps the the guy's back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I totally agree. I think the prison stuff is the better part of the movie. Um, just like you said, I think the biggest issue with this movie for me, very light on plot. Like even the prison stuff, it's at least interesting, and I like some of the characters. But this movie's slow for an hour thirty minute movie. It it is a drag. 
it's a pretty big drag and yeah. overall i can say i really wasn't that big of a fan of it i didn't like it i i really like and i feel bad because i i actually i've seen a lot of good stuff about this movie uh, tarantino really loves this movie but you can't trust tarantino's opinion ever so no because uh, he says it's like oh there's these big complex characters and i you know i love yeah. i love this movie and and just and I'm like, I, 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 I don't see what you're talking about here. But I mean, there's I get where he's coming from, from one element. There is a uh, a gay gang in this movie that's part of the prison. And there's one character, Jojo, who who's gay in this. And, he, he, you know, he is a character with a little more depth than I feel like uh, a lot of gay characters would get in 19 early 1970s. Yeah, I mean, I do like some of the plots they had where it like uh jim brown and him the jojo were trying to make a raft mm-hmm. so but anytime anyone would come by they would like pretend like they're <laughs> making That's out right. or, yeah. like like and and the and like they're like oh we're we're hiding like he he right we're <laughs> trying to have this we're, little affair we're just trying to make some love yeah and, 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 oh i see you got yourself a fancy boy yeah what i think so, he says yeah but i mean but they're trying to escape and like one other guy is wants to in on this. He's like, yeah, well, if you're getting out of here, I want to get out of here too. And, yeah. and for some reason, like Christopher George does not want to leave this Island. Like I said, but like I said, for some reason, Jim Brown is like adamant, like, no, you're coming with me. Yeah. He has to have this guy with him. <laughs> he couldn't just be like, okay, well, it, it tough tough luck you're gonna have to stay on the island and, and you know and and considering that's a raft and it has a very finite amount of space it's not like they're mm-hmm. traveling out on like a boat or anything it's like a man-made raft that they use like using a yeah. cow skin like and they're using yeah. like like cow skin and like to use like the flow and bamboo as a bed but and it's even funnier i now that i say that because within like <laughs> right away of getting on this raft it starts sinking because there's too many people on the raft it's so silly (laughs) like they get they escape and that raft just disintegrates immediately and they're just left floating in the water if he would have just left the guy who didn't want to go with him behind they would have been fine oh yeah because like the guy uh he's he's all like his hands are tied up and everything he's like come on get out of here he's like i'm taking you with me um Oh, I did like, oh, one other thing I want to say about the prison scene was uh, mm. like the one guard's trying to get Chris George's character to break and he wants mm. him to like rat out on one of his friends. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And he's, uh, but anyway, like some of the other guards come by and they're like, and they notice that this guard is kind of like going rogue and like trying uh-huh. to tell him what to do. And like the warden's like, we can't let any of the prisoners become guards but we can let one of the guards become a prisoner yeah i did like that and it zooms in on his face just sweating i i i, I did like that but um, i what i thought too is like i thought that guard was like going to become like their friend or like like they're going to team up no instead like when they rescue christopher george they murder that guard like <laughs> as he's held captive like there's like yeah. they just full-on kill him like <laughs> yeah it, yeah they they don't care <laughs> <laughs> I, that that is pretty funny um, 
you, you know, I'm talking about it right now, that is one thing that's very common with Corman is uh, not, this is kind of unrelated to that, but like tropical landscapes, right? Like, I feel like we've covered multiple of his movies that are all about like tropical areas because this takes place on an island and then later they go to a, like a country full of like trees and everything. It's a um, very common trope of his. I, I think probably because I mean. Because this was supposed to be like a French prison. Yes. Like, yeah. but everyone's speaking Spanish. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of like uh, Roger Corman's thing. It's like, it's probably a lot cheaper to film in like these, mm-hmm. like Latin America type of countries. I'm yeah. I'm guessing like uh-huh. you can have like these tropical locations and he probably uses a lot of the locals. Yeah. And I looked it up. It was filmed in Acapulco, which I'm sure was uh, pretty cheap. Um, and yeah, this movie, I was reading this movie does use quite a lot of locals and you can tell uh, one thing too which this movie is very guilty of which i really i hate seeing a lot of times in movies is day for our day for night shots yes yeah where, where it's it's very clearly filmed in the day but they just like put like a dark filter on it just to yeah. make it look like it's nighttime yeah i i agree it's always off-putting and like it it just doesn't look right like it's never convincing it just looks cheap not as bad as uh deliverance which still is like in my mind one of the worst day for night shots i've ever seen in a movie that's funny because my parents watched that movie after we did the review and they totally agreed they were like that was one of the worst effect scenes they had ever seen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's hey they got they got a leg up of they beat a major motion picture in terms they, of effects they totally did i i can agree with that um, um but anyway that was actually the same year i think 73 or maybe even the year after but anyway uh yeah I, i'm not sure but uh it's uh they they film in all these type of cheap locations and once they get off um they're like they they get on the raft and they they end up crash uh cra- uh shipwrecking or whatever onto like a different mm-hmm. island but not until one of the other guys on the raft gets e- eaten by a shark yeah. and and it's it's like one scene he's just like thrashing around the water and the next scene it's just like <laughs> this giant like tidal wave of blood is like he's covered in yeah this was my favorite part of the movie i personally think it i think they should have kept on the shark a little longer like made like the raft trip a little bit longer and they had to deal with the shark at the same time. Cause I feel like the shark comes up and it kills the guy. And then that's it. That's that plot line over with. Yeah. They could have called it shark. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's like a body part of, of sharks that is kind of scary. Uh, the jaws. Maybe? Or, you know, and then put like an exclamation point at the end. Yeah. Shark. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that guy died on camera for real? yeah no way and they just put it into the movie it's funny though because like they crash land it's supposed to be this completely different island but Mm -hmm. it looks exactly the same as the prison almost it just looks like they shot it like a couple of feet down the shore yeah exactly and and this is where my interest in this movie took a nosedive. Yeah, I seriously, like, going in, and I'm happy we're pulling a lot out of this movie. I was scared uh, about not having enough to talk about for this movie. Because after they land, I think this is where this movie just, like, drops in quality. It is so slow and meandering. Nothing really happens. Like, 
there's something interesting like that could happen like lepers show up they run into lepers and they talk to them nothing really happens with it it's a very boring conversation scene yeah that one's very boring they run into some island natives and Mm -hmm. one thing too like jim brown's character it that was frustrating me a little bit about this movie is just how complacent he is with like whatever these new locations he gets to like yeah i legit think like two or three times he would like get to like this location he's like I'm staying here, staying here forever, yeah. never leave, never leaving again. And it's so weird because his friends like, no, we gotta go, we can't yeah. stay. It's it's yeah. like not safe. And he's like, no, this is this is great. You know, it's like a weird like this man who wanted to escape so bad just is willing to just stop. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it, it's not like they're a million miles away or in a different country mm-hmm. or anything. It's they're. <laughs> <laughs> they're like like an island over where they're easily accessible and yeah christopher george is like we have to go we are on the lamb like we cannot yeah. stay in one spot for any length of time and yeah. he's like no i'm good i'm staying here and then sure enough like somebody shows up or, and they're like oh gotta get out of here and exactly um you want to know something I, that's weird <laughs> oh go ahead sorry no you gotta go no i was gonna say um this kind of goes into Corman tropes. There's sex in this movie. Well, Jim Brown has it. And I just thought it was funny. We watched this on YouTube. Um, if you look in the comments, did you happen to read the comments for this movie at all? Uh, I, I, I try not to read any YouTube comments for any video I watch. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, Why don't you tell me? People are really positive about this movie. People are like, oh, thanks for bringing this classic to YouTube and stuff like that. But there was at least four or five people that had time stamped each of the sex scenes that Jim Brown has. <laughs> One of them said, Jim Brown gets some at this time. <laughs> I just it's it just made me laugh that these people were like, yeah, this is it. Time time stamp this. I did the, the, the username say like Q Tarantino? Uh no, that was the feet shot here. I had to do a classic <laughs> foot joke with him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and these sex scenes are once again egregious, little gross. Uh, not a lot happens. They're, it's they're really weird, honestly. It's like them just rolling around, not actually doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest. Like that, the everything kind of really blends together for me. Yeah. Like, and, and it's really hard for me to like think of specific scenes. Yeah, like, afterwards, especially uh, in the end when they get to that final town, I. I ended the movie and I was like, I I have to, I'm going to have to rewatch this because I feel like it skipped, it went over my head and I was like, I could not bring myself to rewatch this movie because it was that boring. No, that, that last time, like the Island stuff, like you said, at least they meet like semi-interesting people. I mean, that like, it's not a great conversation, but I mean, at least I can remember them going to leper colonies or like they ran, run into like a uh, booby trap or. Yeah, the booby some... trap was funny because they run to a booby trap that's obviously a booby trap with spikes. Yeah, it's like uh, Jojo. He's like, he wants to go run to it. He's like, it's like this beautiful presentation of food. <laughs> yeah. and, Under... and he's like, look, look, <laughs> they left. They left. The, they left it just for us. We're, we're saved. The food right under the bamboo spikes hanging from the tree. Yes, we did it. Yeah, it's not like these bamboo spikes are like hidden away. It's like no. It'd be like if a giant guillotine like just dropped on you and just sliced you up. But like a Looney Tunes cartoon. 
yeah like a giant anvil dropping on your head but uh-huh. um yeah like god i other than I that, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really having a hard time like remembering like what they yeah. did in the town. I mean, other than uh, Jim Brown, once again, like they're in the town, mm-hmm. and Jim Brown's like, I'm staying here, I'm not leaving, like mm-hmm. this is my home now, and and they end up getting into a fight, I believe. It's yeah, it's just Jim Brown the whole time. Like, I want to stay, I'm going to stay here. I found the love of my life. Blah blah blah. And then Chris George is fighting, and you know, it's just uninteresting. Yeah, and then a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Seriously, like no, I mean, this ending is so dragged out. The last thirty minutes, like it's him hiding out. There's like a big fireworks scene at the end. The movie ends on the fireworks, like that's where like the credits roll. It's like yeah, and and Jim Brown gets away. It, I do not. It's been a long time since I've seen a movie have like such an amount of time do absolutely nothing interesting it's like really yeah. surprising <laughs> yeah i i mean no no surprises from either one of us this is yeah not one of my favorites and no. not very good in my opinion and it's, it's pretty pretty boring to be honest and yeah it, yeah it's it, it's me it's up there as like one of the most one of our most boring movies not the worst of course uh no, i think it wasn't it wasn't unbearable to sit through, but it's no. just my interest level was pretty low. And yeah. um, um, it's been I wanted to like it a lot because I was just like you said, it's just I like prison movies a lot. Too, and, you know, yeah. I like I like fugitive type of movies, too. So I was like, oh, this, this should be good. And it, it just didn't really live up to the expectations that I have. I mean, like even Jim Brown, who, you know, we we did like in Black Gun earlier this week. I mean, I was expecting a lot more from him and i don't even think this was like the best i've seen of him i feel like he's probably done a lot better yeah exactly so we kind of got a weaker pick from him but it's not his fault i really think it's just the content um and i i guess a question behind the backstory of this movie is um martin scorsese was actually supposed to direct this movie that's right yeah, Roger Corman, you know, he he's actually um Roger Corman it was kind of a mentor to him and he offered him this movie after making Boxcar Bertha. Um do you think that he would have elevated this movie a little bit? Or Probably. would he have just made it another mob flick? Like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I would he he'd have to. I mean, I can't I mean like yeah. honestly like Honestly, the version that I saw, I mean, I would, I think almost any director could have, like, could have probably done something I would have found a little more interesting. Not to say, like, every director, but no, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be willing to give almost any other director a shot at this. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it's probably not Williams, Will, Will Whitney's fault either. Cause I mean, he's been in Hollywood forever. He did like Dick Tracy serials and Lone Ranger serials, though. Um, it honestly just was content it, it, it it's just they tried to rush it a big movie is coming out they're doing a knockoff and it just it just came out as low quality uh well you know it's probably the same other tropes we've heard it's like roger corman was probably like you gotta have sex you gotta have these action scenes in here mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta make them you gotta make it cheap too because uh-huh. i mean 
that's another one i'm i'm just thinking teenage caveman is another boring as hell movie i was just about to say that i was gonna say like this one in teenage caveman where it's just like nothing happens and like at a certain point although which which would you rather rewatch? <laughs> I guess Teenage I get, Caveman because it's shorter. Because it's shorter. But, but with this movie, you do at least get the prison stuff at the beginning, which I think elevates it a little bit. And Jim Brown I, is at least interesting. True. There's not really a good actor in Teenage Caveman. Very true. I at yeah. least can think of good parts of this movie. <laughs> yeah, Teenage Caveman, I look back on and it it's like a blur of a movie. Like I never even saw it. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, man, does Roger Corman go make sure it's boring, okay? <laughs> These people want uninteresting movies. I guess, but then I guess when the eighties came along, then he's like, Oh, people just want blood, guts, and yeah. boobs, like perfect yeah they were like you know like and then because he produced q right which is uh mm-hmm. which q that was, was one a of blast our, we, we, we loved q yeah yeah so no i mean it you know roger corman is just kind of that producer where what he made he makes some hits and he makes some weak stuff too you take the good you take the bad you take them both and there you have i escape from devil's island there we go perfect that is a beautiful way to end this um, as you could, oh, go ahead. Oh, I do want to add one other funny anecdote where uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Brown's character's name in this movie is called LeBron. And <laughs> I kept hearing LeBron the whole time. No, well, yeah, because I, I, I turned on because YouTube had like the closed caption settings, and yeah. I, I like, I like having subtitles on, and what they. <laughs> I like reading instead of watching. Like uh-huh. we've established this in other movies. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, they kept they kept saying LeBron. I'm like LeBron. Like <laughs> I'm like I was like is is LeBron like a name like even back then too? And, yeah. <laughs> but then I had when I saw the cast, I was like, oh, LeBron. Yeah, uh, that is pretty funny though. Which translates to the bra. Wow, you're right. Wow, fun fact. Go to, put that on IMDb, please. Yeah, well, you know, I give you a little bit of, just a little bit of French each time we do these episodes. Thank you. I will eventually know uh, know how to say things in French. <laughs> yes. For our great trip to France to watch French B-movies. Um, we'll watch uh, the, uh, the Killer Tomatoes Take Paris. Yeah, or like what? Uh, Breathless, that piece of garbage, little little trash movie. Uh, one day. Yeah, gross. Uh-huh. Yeah, disgusting. Well, I was I was gonna say it's easy to to tell. This is a not recommend from us. I I do do not recommend checking this one out. Yeah, it's a it's a pass. Neither mm-hmm. one of us recommend this one, and there's uh, probably other a lot better Jim Brown movies. So maybe if you're looking for through his other filmography here's one you can skip yes yeah exactly but we want to thank jim brown rest in peace mm-hmm. we, rest uh, in peace yeah great great actor did have made a lot made, made a huge impact yeah on himself and it definitely will not be the last time we talk about him on the show no definitely not i can already think of a couple others i would like to talk about but mm-hmm. anyway for now Get back to the regular scheduled programming. Nathan, 
what are we going to talk about on Tuesday? All right, Ryan. On Tuesday, we're going to be talking about the movie Free Jack from 1992, and it's currently streaming over on Tubi. Perfect. Can't wait. I, it's free. Absolutely free. It's free, Jack. Don't call me Jack. But anyway, <laughs> um, terrific. Cannot wait. Sounds like a great time. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us over at drive in double feature podcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DIDF pod. And once again, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash drive double feature podcast. But until next time. Until next time. <laughs>